This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. So this podcast is audio only. So unfortunately, you all can't see that I am a picture of physical perfection. Okay, maybe I'm lying. Uh, Most of us could use more exercise, and today's guest has founded a business with a focus on making health and wellness accessible to everyone, uh, particularly within diverse communities. Tiffany Mason is the founder of Harlem Pilates, which was one of four New York area businesses recognized by Squarespace and the New York Knicks' Make It Awards, which comes with, among other things, a $30,000 grant. So congratulations, Tiffany. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Let's find out how she launched and grew this business and maybe get some inspiration to get off our couches. Welcome, Tiffany. Wow. Thank you. That was that was pretty. I'm going to have to like listen back to that when I'm feeling like not too good. That was awesome. Beautiful. Uh, Well, uh, great. to. Well, again, congratulations. That's pretty awesome. So exciting. It's incredible. I'm still processing it, but um, yeah, I'm very, very proud of, of my community because it's because of them that we're being recognized. So it's pretty awesome. So a lot, lot to ask you about. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll just start at the beginning. Like what were, what were you up to before you launched this business? And was there a a moment that made you decide, yeah, this is what I'm going to do? Good question. Um, so before I started this business, I was an executive assistant working for an advertising agency. And um, as much as I love my job, what I most like about what I do is helping people. Um, there was a bit of a, a void there as it relates to just kind of lacking a little bit of passion. So yes, I was helping people, but that that passion of movement and that passion of yeah, I think I just passion in general was lacking. So therefore, um, when I wasn't at work, I felt myself taking a lot of classes. So I've always been a mover. I've always been an athlete. And um, that's when like a little spark started as it relates to at my job, I had an opportunity to create wellness programs. So that was that was pretty exciting. So mm. but yeah, that was like the start of something that was much greater than what I knew at the time. So and so when did you, um, I believe you that, uh, you had, uh, didn't want to sit still. Cause as we're even talking, you're moving around like crazy. <laughs> so true. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. I want my computer to die. That's what really happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Um, no, it's great. So, uh, when was, uh, you know, what was that decision-making like to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this job, this, this career path to start my own thing. Like how, how did you kind of get to that? Was it scary or would you just jump right in? Definitely did not jump. I am not a jumper. And, 
in a sense, like I know a lot of people are like always promoting that, but it was a lot of like preparation, careful planning, um, followed by audacity, but it was actually a very long process. So mm. kind of giving you the short version. Yeah. Um, I founded the company like two years before we even started looking at brick and mortar spaces. I um, kept my job and technically still work. Um, that's a big part of our growth. So uh. um, that said, the jumping part never really happened. It's just a lot of careful planning yeah. and delegating and patience. So again, going back to like, I started the company two years before we even opened. I had my apartment. I had a one and a half bedroom at the time, which was, which was more like a one bedroom in a closet. Uh So I moved all my stuff to my closet slash bedroom and uh, was going to make that the studio. But when we had our first class at my apartment, I was like, this is so much bigger than what I'm like downsizing it to be. Mm. So then that's when I started to like take it serious. I moved a little bit faster with the paperwork, started to look at funding options. And then I started to meet with brick and mortar spaces. And here we are. Wow. That's awesome. So, so tell us about how, uh, Harlem Pilates, like what, uh, what, what separates it from other, um, Pilates places, you know, what, what's your philosophy for people who walk in the door there? I think there's just a lot of intention and attention to the little things that I think a lot of people in general just don't think of, especially when considering making your service available to diverse populations. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely think that being a woman of color gives me a perspective of certain things that particularly black women are looking for when they go to these spaces, but then still being uh, available and catering to just all people. It's not like honing in on one particular demographic. Um, It's hard, super diverse. So that said, I think, again, the intention to the little things such as the soaps, the the lotions, the scent, Mm. the feel, the colors, like every little, the music, um, having no like pictures up, like a clean, minimal space. I, I feel that that makes a difference. And I think my clients can say the same. That's, that's awesome. So is this, uh, was this vision something that kind of like, you know, came out of your head and in, in a perfect form or like, you know, just that thing about the pictures and, and having like a clean space or did that develop? Like once you're in the space, like how, how did you get there? I think it's just a big personal ethos of mine. I had uh, a lot of experience in spaces where like pictures were up and I just couldn't identify with it. So I don't think people think that far. Mm. Um, Then beyond that, just even mirrors up, like I would look at the mirror and just kind of pick myself apart. So like little things such as mirrors and pick myself apart, not just by how I look, but my form It's like, am I doing it right? Yeah. Versus how do I feel? So like these little things were just based off of my experience. And then of course there are things that you just learn along the way and you have to adapt. That's like the most important thing I think is adaptability as not just an entrepreneur, but a, a, a human being. So what uh, can you give us an example? Was there something that you you really thought was going to be one way, and then you're like, no, nah, it's got to be this way? Ah, that's a good point. I mean, there are a lot of classes that were like, this is going to be a hit, and like it's going to be sell out. Um, and there's just a lot of like, okay, no one signed up, so like, what are mm-hmm. we going to do? Like, do we give it two more weeks, or like, do we just exit and try something else? So it's right. just a lot of like throwing 
uh, things and seeing what sticks. And sometimes, you know, nothing sticks and that's okay. That just means go back to the drawing board and again, adapt. So maybe it was the time and not the class. So you're just kind of always constantly like asking, like, what can I do different to figure out what works? So uh, that's, that's great. I love that. And, you know, you, you said uh, patience, you started this two years before you were actually like open the doors, but what, uh, what's it feel like now when you do go to your space, this thing that you created, like, what's that feeling like? It's still like shocking. Um, but the best part is I think the, the part that brings me back to reality is I consider myself a client of my own product. Mm. So, um, and beyond that, like it's, it's truly not about me. And that helps me just create this space with other people in my community and mine. And I think that's what people feel is pieces of them. So when they ask me to do things, I do my best if I can to like to implement that in the space. And I think like, it's just becoming and morphing into literally like a space for, for Harlem. So, uh, so yeah. What, um, so the, the make it awards, can you talk a little bit about how you got involved with that and how did you approach something like that? I mean, you, just talking to you, I could see how you would probably knock the judges out with your energy and your passion, but like, what what was that like? And then, uh, you know, the other point to that is kind of like, what do you advise other people who are, whether it's a competition like this, or they're just looking for funding? Like, how how do you approach that? Excellent question. Um, I'm going to start with the latter. First being, never count yourself out. Literally, I was like, there's no way they're going to notice my little application. We're just this small little studio in the middle of upper Manhattan. No way. So first, yes way, because we're here. Yeah. Um, so like, don't disqualify yourself. If you get a no, it's a no, and you can learn and grow from there. But if I didn't apply, I wouldn't be here right now. So don't count yourself out is number one. How I found out about the award is like, I'm always like looking for ways in which we can fund Harlem Pilates without going into any more debt. Mm. So um, this was one that came across the table and I love paperwork. Surprisingly, that's my strength. So um, applying for that, uh, what really stood out to me though with this award, uh, looking at all the others that we could uh, apply to was the story of the founder and CEO of Squarespace and basically how his father loaned him $30,000 to get Squarespace up and going. So like just that story really resonated because same with us, like, I mean, my father didn't write me a $30,000, but that's okay. Um, The (laughs) bank did. And like, it's true. Like when you have someone and just one person, whether it's your father, a bank or whoever, family, friends, when they invest in you and believe in what you're doing, sometimes and most times that's more than enough. And if you're believing in what you're doing, that passion's there, then you'll figure it out. More coming up from our guests. But first, a word from our sponsor. It can be something be too brilliant, be too bold, a be too breakthrough force that helps you be to beat expectations. How? With the platform B2B marketers have been waiting for. A platform with tools you need to build be to better relationships to drive results that be to bash KPIs while be to boosting ROI and to be to boldly go where no marketers have gone before all in a trusted environment that respects your business. So prep your marketing to be to blast off 
and tell those built for B2C sites you'll BRB. Because LinkedIn is where B2B is everything it can be. Get started with LinkedIn ads and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash advertise to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash advertise. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. And I love what you said about, you know, growing with your community and, and taking their input. Like what are, what are some things that, um, you know, some directions you've gone or some classes or really any aspect of what you're doing that, that have been informed by the community that maybe surprised you? Um, some operational things, you know, sometimes you like to think you cross your T's and dot your I's and even tech things as you adapt and grow. Um, they're just some things that can always be better. So I just keep the line of communication open with everyone. So like maybe getting, we have a second space. So maybe getting inside is a little bit more complicated. So how can we make that process easy? So from the moment you walk in to the moment you walk out, you've had a peaceful, uh, ease, um, experience. So that was an example. And then we recently just transitioned to our very own app which is very exciting, but mm. that also comes with a lot of like, hey, can we have this? Or, hey, can we do that? Yeah. And it's, it's literally just taking notes and uh, trying my best to accommodate what I can accommodate. And like people really feel heard when you do those little things. And well, it makes your business better. Right, right. Well, and, and uh, I love that concept too, because, you know, no matter where you work or what you do, there's always like, oh, we should do this and we should do that. So this would be great. And this would be great. So how do you kind of manage that and say, yeah, all that would be great, but this is what we're going to focus on right now. Yes, 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 yes. Um, kind of going back to the mirror example, that was like, everyone was like, we need mirrors. I want to see myself. And because I knew like my foundational principles, I can really in a kind way say, look, I love that idea. I totally agree that mirrors are great. But for our way of working here at Harlem Pilates is just not something that we believe in for this studio. And it's, you know, and they're pretty usually understanding. So I think having like some hard grounds on like what you want what aligns with your company's mission and ethos and vibe and kind of not be tearing too much away from that because of the output and opinion of others. Well, that that's great. And I, I think that's such awesome advice. It's not, you're not just saying no, you're, you're hearing them. You're, you're letting someone know that their opinion is valuable. Doesn't really work for you. Maybe not at this moment, but uh, I, I imagine that's uh, a really great experience for them as well. Um, so talk me through a class, like what, what, what am I walking into if I walk into a, a Harlem Pilates class? Well, first you're walking into warmth and greatness. You're going to feel the hug without getting the hug, but you still might get the hug. We are, we're huggers here. But um, so from the moment you walk in again, like the way the studio smells. So there might be like a scent of sage or Palo Santo. So like you're already feeling at ease. Um, then you're going to take your shoes off. You might converse with someone and you might realize they live next door to you. So you might walk home together after class. Um, it's only six reformers in our space. So it's very intimate. Um, you're going to get on your reformer. And then we have... 45 minutes of a mindful movement experience, which doesn't mean that you're not going to be challenged. A lot of people think it's like a stretch class, yeah. but it is work. So uh -huh. <laughs> um, like 
each teacher's style is different, but if you're in my class, you're definitely going to be challenged. You're definitely also going to be encouraged. So, um, and then after that, we, we do leave time and room for everyone to kind of take it in, um, get their zen and keep going about their day. So that sounds great. And how, how have you gotten the word out? Like what, what, what have you found is the most effective for, for bringing in, uh, new people? Honestly, so surprisingly, word of mouth, mm. like good things travel fast. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm also very particular with like ads and um, even like media and outlets that don't really align with like the clientele in the community that this is supposed to be for. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm against it, but again, we're very intentional. So that said, like the people who might live across the street who grab their coffee after dropping their kids off, like they might see the sign and they're peeking in the door and then they become a client. So, and then someone had a great class and they tell someone at the school that goes to school with their daughter, or you have an athlete who's going to cycling and they're like, oh, you should cross train here. So it's a lot of that old school, quotations around old school, but um, traditional, like literally word of mouth that has helped us tremendously. Uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. So can you go back to uh, to to winning this uh, Make It Awards? Do you remember? Did you get a call? How how did you find out you won? And what was your reaction? I am still embarrassed because of how I looked, and it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to get over it eventually. So uh, we were told, like, okay. Um, well, first we were invited to like downtown to the office for like an interview or something of the sort. It's still blurry because I was just like, oh my god, I made it to the top ten. So that said, we were thinking that out of the top 10, they just wanted to meet everyone and make their decision based off that. Lo and behold, like during the call, it was like to announce and share that we were, or that particularly for us, Harlan Pilates was selected as a finalist. So um, yes, still, still hard to believe, but that was the the way it happened. And I'm thinking, I literally just left the studio. My hair is crazy. I'm sweating <laughs> like crazy. So when I saw the video for the first time at the Knicks game on the floor, I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> so always be prepared, note to self, but also be who you are. That's, that was that was pure authenticity. <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm doing a little bit of math in my head and you, you mentioned uh, you know, the timeline of, of, your, of your business. So obviously... Uh, there's a pretty big, uh, problem comes up for anyone in the, in the fitness field, obviously the pandemic, how were you able to kind of navigate that? Yeah. So we opened our doors literally one month before the COVID. So, um, it's interesting because like, I think now we're getting to the point where we've been at some point we were closed more than we were open, but now it's the opposite. Thank goodness. Mm. But that said, um, the why, and that's why it is really important to know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. The why is really what kept us going. Um, and then the belief from the people who even got a taste, like in that one month of what we were doing and understood what we were doing. Um, so the support of family, friends, community, landlords um, really helped us just kind of stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, like once New York mandates started to lift, um, that why we were reminded of it again, like people need this, people want this and, um, they can feel that we love doing this, um, from the 
practitioner's uh, perspective and my perspective. So I think that that really just made all the difference. That passion word again, here it comes. Like passion really helps. That's so. that's great. So looking ahead, uh, what's 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 in the future? What's on the timeline for uh, Harlem Pilates? What do you what are you thinking? Oh my goodness. Um, we have a lot of exciting things in mind, but it goes back to kind of what you said, where it's just like, all right, how do we pace ourselves? How do we say night right now? Um, so first, just kind of thinking of the, the grant money that we just won, definitely wanting to implement scholarships in the near future and hiring a front desk to help us manage our wonderful clients that's growing. Um, we recently opened a second space, I guess not so recent anymore, but with having like the two studios, just making sure that we are leveraging that. And then going back to like community, we really want to tap into mindful events. So beyond like the movement part, the physical movement, we want to tap into the mind and body connection Mm. um, by offering other wellness events and services. So that's something that's coming up down the line, but scholarships being the main thing. So really excited about that. That's so when you say scholarship, what can you, what do you mean exactly? Okay. So a lot of people, and I think this is, this is, might be a longer, I'll try to shorten this uh, response. So a lot of people offer community programs and community programs are great because it's like a community class where people uh, who, are, who may be experiencing financial difficulties can access a class for little to no cost. Um, the reason why we prioritize scholarships over that is just when you think about like the times that those classes are is usually like the times that aren't like popular class times, mm. the community class times, or like it's just separating people who are having financial hardships and putting them in a room with themselves versus letting them feel empowered and being around the community versus separating them. Right. So like we really think about those little details when we make decisions. So with the scholarships, it's giving them the, depending on their situation or case, um, yep funding to buy their classes and attend the classes at the times that work for them um, and with our community, not at a time that's allotted to community, you know, financial hardships or however you want to describe that. So that that is, I I love that. That is really great. So what is it, what does it mean to you when you see people, you know, leaving a class? Like I'm sure they got a great workout. They're kind of beaming. Like, what is that? How does that feel for you? I mean, I'm beaming with them and I didn't even do the class, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's so energetic. It's so like, it's something that can't really be explained, but it definitely can be felt. There's a lot of gratitude. There's a lot of alignment as it relates to like me just feeling like I'm exactly where I should be. I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And then just seeing them like, Either like sometimes people are really quiet, but you got to give them their space to like just integrate all of that yeah. goodness in their body. Um, and then some people are immediately like, that was amazing. And of course, that makes you feel amazing yeah. to make someone feel amazing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just it's always a good feeling. And it's just reassurance of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That is. Oh, that's so great. Well, Tiffany. You are yeah. uh, quite an inspiring person. It makes uh, it comes as no shock that you're a winner of this thing, and I'm sure many more, many more Aww. things to come for you. Uh, really, really great talking to you and hearing this story. And congratulations on all your success. It's really inspiring. Thank you.
Oh my goodness. This is so fun. I'm not used to doing this, but you've made my, my nerves calm down. You're so great to talk to. I appreciate <laughs> you and this wonderful opportunity. Great, great. Well, great talking to you. And I, I'm sure we're going to be talking again because I know you're going to be doing like incredible things down the road. So looking forward to that. And yeah. uh, thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Bye. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Don't make me beg people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.